13 verses, I'm going to go ahead and read the entirety of the chapter. The Bible says, Bel boweth down, Nebo stoopeth. Their idols were upon the beast and upon the cattle. Your carriages were heavy loaden. They are a burden to the weary beast. They stoop, they bow down together. They could not deliver the burden, but themselves are gone into captivity. Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb. And even to your old age I am he, and even to whorehairs will I carry you. I have made and I will bear, even I will carry and will deliver you. To whom will ye liken me? Boy, verse number 5 is, if you're in the habit of marking verses in your Bible, some, some, some people aren't and that's okay, but if you are, I'd mark verse number 5. To whom will ye liken me and make me equal and compare me that we may be like? They lavish gold out of the bag and weigh silver in the balance and hire a goldsmith and he maketh it a God. They fall down, yea, they worship. They bear him upon the shoulder, they carry him and set him in his place and he standeth. From his place shall he not remove. Yea, one shall cry unto him, yet can he not answer, nor save him out of his trouble. Remember this, and show yourselves men. Bring it again to mind, O ye transgressors. Remember the former things of old, for I am God. There is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand. And I will do all my pleasure, calling a ravenous bird from the east, the man that executeth my counsel from a far country. Yea, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, I will also do it. Hearken unto me, ye stout-hearted that are far from righteousness. I bring near my righteousness, it shall not be far off. and My salvation shall not tarry, and I will place salvation in Zion for Israel, my glory." And for the next few moments, I want to preach to this subject matter. Are you worshiping a burden to bear, or are you worshiping the burden bearer? Are you worshiping, or we, am I, am I worshiping a burden to bear, or am I worshiping the burden bearer? Bible says in verse number 2, speaking of Bel and Nebo, false gods, they stoop, they bow down together, they could not deliver the burden, but themselves are gone into captivity. Verse 1, your carriages were heavy loaden, they were a burden to the weary beast. That's not the God I serve tonight. I serve the God of verses 3 and 4. Because verses 3 and 4, he says, Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb. See, many folks, even Christians, they worship things that they have to carry around instead of worshiping the one who carries us. 
Verse number four, and even to your old age, I am he. And even to whorehairs will I carry you. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and will deliver you. A burden to bear or a burden bearer. Father, teach us and help us tonight. Remind us of the truths that we find in this chapter tonight. And Father, may we with honest hearts tonight truly consider who and what we are worshiping tonight. Are we carrying around our little gods? Are we bearing them? Or are we allowing our God, the God of heaven, to carry us? Lord, we all have a head knowledge of what we're going to talk about tonight. Not a single person in here tonight that would think it the least bit plausible that we would worship something that we have to carry around. But Father, in our actions, many times we all fall to worshiping that which does not deserve our worship. So Lord, I pray that you just help us tonight, remind us, encourage us, challenge us tonight. Father, help our children, help our teenagers, and the ones who are teaching them tonight. Father, may they give them truth. May this be another opportunity for them to hear the truth of salvation, the truth of obedience, many different truths that may be taught tonight, Lord, and I pray that they would hear and listen. Lord, if there are little ones that need to be saved tonight, teenagers who need to be saved tonight, may tonight... Be there not of salvation. We'll thank you and praise you for it. Help us in the moments to come. We commit them to you. We ask that you would empower and bless as only you can. May your Holy Spirit have freedom to move in our midst. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. I want to give you three truths tonight from our chapter. And we'll develop those a little bit. Number one tonight, if you're taking notes, even if you're not, if you're just taking mental notes tonight, I want us to see first of all tonight, I want us to see the deception of the incapable. The deception of the incapable. In verses 1 and 2 tonight, God Almighty speaks to Judah. God Almighty speaks to His people. And He says there in verse number 1, And He says, Bel boweth down, Nebo stoopeth. Their idols were upon the beast and upon the cattle. Your carriages were heavy loaded. These gods have to be carried around. These gods that are crafted and made and created, they have to be carried around. They can't carry themselves. By the way, they have to be carried and then they have to be stood up. They can't walk, they can't hear, they can't talk. They can't do anything for anyone. The Bible says in verse number 6, they lavish gold out of the bag and weigh silver in the balance and hire a goldsmith and he maketh it a God. They fall down, yea, they worship. They stoop, they bow down together. They could not deliver the burden, but themselves are gone into captivity. I want us to see the deception of the incapable. Incapable means powerless, unqualified, incompetent, Unable. Bel and Nebo were two celebrated idols of Babylon. And by the way, they, they named their children after these gods. Nebo, Nebuchadnezzar, Bel, Belshazzar. 
they named their children after these gods who were absolutely incapable of doing anything. They could not walk. They could not carry themselves. Somebody else had to carry. Somebody else had to load them on a, on a wagon. The cattle had to pull them. The Bible says the beasts were burdened down. The beasts were weary because they were carrying these gods, the deception of the incapable, what were they incapable, excuse me, incapable of? First of all, they were incapable of bearing. They were incapable of bearing. The Bible says in Exodus 19.4, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I, God speaking to the nation of Israel, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto Myself. They are incapable of bearing. As we said at the beginning, are My gods a burden to bear? Or do I worship the God who is the burden bearer? The gods of popularity, the gods of money, the gods of sports, the gods of education, the gods of entertainment, the gods of self-righteousness. And we could go on and on and on. They're all burdens that we must bear. They are incapable of bearing. Secondly, they are incapable of delivering. They are incapable of bearing. They are incapable of delivering. Verse number 2, it says the last part of the verse, but themselves are gone into captivity. They are incapable of bearing, of delivering. By the way, I don't want to serve a God who can't deliver me. I don't want a God who can't bear my burdens. Because I want to tell you what, there are times, many, many times, and by the way, probably every time, I can't bear my burdens alone. Can you? We try many times, don't we? But we fail and we fail miserably. I don't want to serve a God like that. I don't want to serve money. I don't want to serve education. I don't want to serve entertainment. Something that cannot deliver me. They're incapable of delivering. They're incapable of bearing. They are incapable of giving. They always take. Verse number 6. We read it just a second ago. They lavish gold out of the bag and weigh silver in the balance. And hire a goldsmith, he maketh it a god, they fall down, yea, they worship. He is incapable, they are incapable. These gods, they are incapable of giving. They do nothing but take. My God gives, the devil takes and he takes and he takes and he takes. The gods of this world take and take and take, but my God gives. And by the way, he gives and he gives and he gives and he gives. They're incapable of bearing, of delivering, of giving. Number four, they are incapable of communicating. Verse number seven, they bear him upon the shoulder. They carry him and set him in his place. Can you imagine hoisting your God upon your shoulder and carrying him to the next place? And then setting him down and that very image or that very creation that you just carried around and you just stood up, you're going to bow down and worship it. It can't do anything for you. Now we snicker at that, don't we? And we should. It's foolish. It's ridiculous. But we do the same thing sometimes. It may not, it may not be an actual creation made out of wood or made out of uh, metal or something like that. It may not be something that we fashion but we carry our gods around and worship them. Many, many times we carry our gods around back here in our back pocket. At least men do. It becomes a god to us. We carry it around and we put it on our nightstand when we're done at night. And, or maybe we hang it on the wall. That degree that we have. 
and we worship education and we hang it on a wall and we think that's going to do something for us. It can't carry us. It can't deliver us. It can't communicate with us. But the God in heaven can. It's incapable of bearing, of delivering, of communicating. It's incapable of giving. And then lastly, we, I guess we really already mentioned it with the word delivering, but lastly, they are incapable of saving. Verse number 7 again, They bear him upon the shoulder, they carry him, set him in his place, and he standeth. From his place shall he not remove. Hey, once you get him there, he's there. Because he can't move on his own, he has to have your help to move him. God is speaking to Judah. He's speaking to His people. And He's saying, look, I can't believe that y'all have fallen into that trap. I can't believe that y'all are worshiping these gods. Because you have me. And you have fallen into worshiping these gods. Bel and Nebo. He said, from His place He shall not remove. Notice this, yea, one shall cry unto Him, yet can He not answer. Notice this, nor save Him out of his trouble. The deception of the incapable. They are incapable of bearing, of delivering, of giving, of communicating, of saving. They are incapable. Y'all folks know me. You know me very well. Most of you that have been here for a long time. I, there are a lot of things I enjoy. And I don't think there's anything I enjoy more. There are things I enjoy more, but... When we speak about a hobby or something, there's not anything I enjoy more than sports. But sports can't save me. Sports can't deliver me. It can't. I can have a good time with friends and family. I'm having a good time with my boys playing sports. have a good time watching sports with my boys, but they can't save me. Sports is a God in America. It's a God. We give our time and our money. Hey, family, right, right now, school started back. And all kinds of sports, I don't know, I don't know if soccer is still a fall sport here or not. It used to be. It used to be a fall sport. But soccer and all the other sports, basketball later on in the year, and parents will pay for their kids to play and play and play and play. By the way, parents will steal from God so that their kids can play sports. Parents will rob from God. Not give the tithe and not give the offering so that their kids can play sports. I'm not against kids playing sports whatsoever. But I am against robbing God. I am against giving money that should go to God and giving it for something that has absolutely no eternal value. The deception of the incapable. And the world, the flesh, and the devil has deceived us in so many different ways. Whether it's sport, sports or whether it's education. Education's a God too. We can talk about sports all day long, but education's a God too. Entertainment's a God in our day. Philosophy is a God in our day. Ourselves, self is a God. It's always been a God. Ask the devil himself. It's always been a God. He's, self has always been a God. 
But those gods deceive us into thinking that they can do something for us. And they are incapable of bearing us. They're incapable of bearing our burdens. They're incapable of communicating with us, of delivering us, of saving us. They are incapable. Number two. Number one, the deception of the incapable. Number two, the declaration of the inconceivable. Notice verse number five. Number one, the deception of the incapable. Number two, the declaration of the inconceivable. In verse number five. To whom will you liken me and make me equal? Now, dear friend, tonight, absolutely none of us, every single one of us in here tonight would say, that's ridiculous. I would never make God equal with anything upon this earth. Ever. And we as Christians do it often. To whom will you liken me and make me equal? See, here's the thing. God has no equal. God deserves everything I am. He deserves every part of who I am. He deserves everything that I have. That includes my time. That includes my money. That includes everything. And how easy, how easy is it for Christians today to make an excuse? I can't make it to church. I I, I can't make it to church Wednesday night. I can't make it to church Sunday morning. I can't make it to church Sunday night. Okay, well then who are you likening him to? Is it the TV program that we have to stay home on Sunday night to watch? Is it some activity on Wednesday night that we have to skip church? Who are we likening him to? And I mentioned sports because that it's, it's just everywhere, every season of the year, every month of the year. And parents will put their kids in sports and have their kids miss church on Sunday or maybe Wednesday night. But here's the thing. Where are they going to run to when their kids need help? Are they going to run to the sport? No, because they know the sport can't help. But I made a decision over here that the sport was just as important as God was. See what I'm saying? I made the decision and and I showed my kids that the sport was just as important, if not more important, than God Almighty and His Word and what they could learn in the house of God. But, when push comes to shove and I have trouble and I need help with my kids or I need help with my family or I need help with something, I'm not going to run to the sport because the sport can't help me. I'm not going to run to entertainment because entertainment can't help me. I'm not going to run to the education because the education can't help me. There's one person who can help me. And that's God Almighty. And the Bible says here in verse number 5, look at what He says to Judah. 
To whom will you liken me? And make me equal. See, he knows because they have made Baal and Nebo, they have made them equal with God. They fashion these images to be their God, to be like their God. By the way, in Exodus, when they fashioned the two golden calves, what did they say when, when those calves came out? Aaron said, these be thy gods. Because they fashioned a God to represent God. But that was in direct disobedience to Exodus chapter number 20 when he said, you're not to make any graven images. Not, not even trying to represent me. You're, you're not to make any graven images. The deception of the incapable. Number two, the declaration of the inconceivable. The word inconceivable means unthinkable, ludicrous, out of the question. To whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me that we may be like? They lavish gold out of the bag and weigh silver in the balance and hire a goldsmith. And he maketh it a God. They fall down, yea, they worship. They bear him upon the shoulder. They carry him, set him in his place, and he standeth. From his place shall he not remove, yea. One shall cry unto him, yet can he not answer nor save him out of his trouble. The declaration of the inconceivable. First of all, the comparison is inconceivable. The comparison is inconceivable. Can the Creator be compared to the creature or that which has been fashioned by the creature's hand? The comparison is inconceivable, unthinkable, ludicrous, out of the question. Number two, the cost is inconceivable. Verse number six, he says, you take your gold, you take your silver, you take your money, and you fashion you a God. You don't even have to do that. You're wasting your money. I'm your God. The cost is inconceivable. By the way, let me ask us tonight, what did Judah's idolatry cost her? What did Judah's idolatry cost her? Could be many answers, couldn't it? If we went to Lamentations 1, and we're not going to do that for a second time tonight. Do you know what the overriding subject matter in the book of Lamentations, not the overriding, but one of the grand subject matters in the book of Lamentations We know Lamentations, it's the lament of Jeremiah after the captivity of Jerusalem, after the captivity of Judah. They went into captivity at Babylon. You know what he talks about over and over again? He talks about the kids. He talks about the children. The children. That's what they lost. Yes, they lost their freedom. But the children who had nothing to do with the idolatry. They lost their children. By the way, in Lamentations chapter number 4, it talks about how the women were cooking their own children. They're eating their children. Lamentations says, how has the gold dimmed? What, What has happened to Jerusalem? The great city, Jerusalem. The cost is inconceivable. The comparison is inconceivable. It's ludicrous. It's out of the question that we would make a comparison of anything to God. In verse number 5, the cost is inconceivable. By the way, the cost is total worship and loyalty to that which deserves neither. 
Don't miss that tonight. The cost is total worship and loyalty to that which deserves neither. And then thirdly, the cry is inconceivable. The comparison is inconceivable. The cost is inconceivable. The cry is inconceivable. Verse 7, they bear him upon the shoulder. They carry him and set him in his place. And he standeth from his place. Shall he not remove? Yea, one shall, what's the word there? Cry unto him. It's ludicrous, isn't it? It's ludicrous that you'd cry to something that can't save you, isn't it? One shall cry unto him, yet can he not answer, nor save him out of his trouble. Hey, that's why the answer for America is not a politician. Now, I'm going to vote next year, and I'm going to vote for the individual who I think is closest to the Bible as we can possibly get. But I'm going to tell you what, I know in my heart of hearts, they're not the answer. God Almighty is the answer. By the way, we've placed way too much trust in politicians. They're not the answer. The vast majority of them, they'll tell you they're going to do one thing, they'll get there, they don't do anything. Or they do the exact opposite. They're not the answer. Who's the answer? It's God. It's God. God is the Not Baal, not Nebo. Not crying to someone who can't save. Not crying to someone who can't even communicate or deliver. The declaration of the inconceivable. Then thirdly tonight, the devotion to the incomparable. The deception of the incapable. False gods are incapable of doing anything for us. The declaration of the inconceivable. It's inconceivable that we would compare God to anything. Thirdly, the devotion to the incomparable. Number one, He is incomparable in His character. Verse number nine, He says, Remember the former things of old. Notice this. For I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. He is incomparable in His character. Number two, He is incomparable in His carry. C-A-R-R-Y, verses 3 and 4. He's the burden bearer. In verses 1 and 2, gods are a burden to bear. We have to bear the burden. In verse number 1, it says, look, the beasts are weary. They're, they're carrying these gods in a, in, a, in a wagon and the cattle are pulling them and they're weary. Jesus Christ said, get in the yoke with me. Because that's where the rest is. He said, you don't have to pull anything. You don't have to bear anything. You get in the yoke with me. You get in the yoke serving with me. And I'm the one that takes care of all the hard pulling in the yoke. He's the burden bearer. He's not a burden to bear. He's a burden bearer. He is incomparable in his carry. Verses 3 and 4, he says, Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb. And even to your old age, I am he. And even to whore hairs will I carry you. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and will deliver you. Number three, he is incomparable in his counsel. 
He is incomparable in His character, in His carry. He is incomparable in His counsel. Verses 10 through 13. It says, Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Verse 11 is a reference to Cyrus. Cyrus is going to come and defeat Babylon. Verse 11, he says, Call in a ravenous bird from the east, the man that executeth my counsel from a far country. Yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. Does God lie? Does He lie? L-I-E. Does He lie? Can He lie? No, it's not in His character. He can't lie. So if He said it, And if you purposed it, then it's going to happen. He says, hearken unto me, ye stout-hearted that are far from righteousness. I bring near my righteousness, it shall not be far off, and my salvation shall not tarry. And I will place salvation in Zion for Israel, my glory. He said, Israel, you know what, I'm, I'm the burden bearer. I'm the one who carries, not Nebo, not Bel." Me. And I believe the God in heaven so many times is looking down and saying, Hey, child, Christian, my child, I'm the burden bearer. Not all these other gods. You're, you're, you're carrying the burdens. I'm the burden bearer. You've filled all of your gods. You've put all of your gods in a carriage and you're pulling at them. You're carrying them and you're weary. I'm the burden bearer. He is incomparable. In his character, he is incomparable in his carry. He is incomparable in his counsel. Let me ask you, do you believe that tonight? Do you believe it? Take your Bibles and go. We're going to end here tonight. Proverbs chapter number 19. Do you believe that he is incomparable in his counsel? Do you believe that tonight? A question of consideration, not a question of condemnation. So let me ask you, then why don't we listen to him all the time? Because I'm in the boat with you sometimes. If his counsel is incomparable, Isaiah 46, verse number 5, To whom ye liken me, and make me equal, and compare me, that we may be like. There's no comparison. Okay, so if his counsel is incomparable, then why don't we listen to him all the time? When I counsel people, I counsel them primarily and predominantly from one book. Because here's the truth. All issues and all problems at the root are spiritual problems. I understand sometimes there's physical, sometimes there's financial, emotional, and all that, but ultimately, it's a spiritual problem. People ask me, are you a certified counselor? Well, if you want a certificate on the wall, no, but certified from the throne of heaven, yes. It's the Bible. We can read books all day long, good books. We ought to be readers. 
But don't read a book in place of the Bible. We ought to read the Bible first. Pastor, why are you saying that? Because if we believe that His counsel is incomparable, then why don't we always listen to it? Proverbs 19, look at verse number 21. I know who I'm preaching to tonight. I'm preaching to the Wednesday night crowd. Maybe this should be a Sunday morning message. I don't know. But the truth is, we're guilty of it sometimes too. If His counsel is incomparable, then why do Christians make the statement, I know what the Bible says, but... I know what the Bible says, but, Pastor, you don't know my situation. Okay, I may not, and I'm going to be sensitive to your situation, but what the Bible says still matters. It doesn't matter the situation. What the Bible says still matters, and His counsel is incomparable. Proverbs 19, verse 21. The Bible says, There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of what? The Lord. That shall stand. We can have opinions and we can have thoughts. There are many devices in a man's heart. We can have many thoughts about the way something should be done or or how it ought to be done. But here's the truth. The counsel of the Lord lasts forever. My opinions may or may not be right. Now, if they're based on the Word of God, most of the time they're going to be right. But my opinions may be wrong. God's Word is always true. It's always right. It's always just. We saw that last Wednesday night. It's always correct. It's always consistent. And it lasts forever. Well, Pastor, I know what the Bible says, but. There's no buts. If the Bible says it, we ought to listen to it. Because His counsel is incomparable. Well, my friend says this. Okay, does your friend line up with the Word of God? And if they do, great. You're getting good counsel from a good friend. If their counsel lines up with the Word of God. But if their counsel doesn't line up with the Word of God's counsel, then you don't need to be listening to that friend. And boy, we get get people on social media and and, and they chime and they chirp in and we listen to them instead of listening to what the Bible says. I'm human and I'm flesh and I'm prone to be wrong. Just ask my wife. Someone told me the other day, she, he said, you know, you've, you, you always, you've always heard that phrase, Mrs. Right. He said, I'm married to Mrs. Always Right. I said, like, you better not let her hear that because you're going to be in trouble. Now, if you want to know, I asked my wife. But God's word's never wrong. God's counsel is never wrong. A burden to bear or a burden bearer. The deception of the incapable. The little g gods are incapable of doing anything for us. The declaration of the inconceivable. Who are you going to liken me to? Who are you going to compare me to? Who are you going to make me equal to? The devotion. Our devotion ought to be not to the incapable, but to the incomparable. Not to that which can't do anything for me, but to that who can do absolutely everything for me. That's where my devotion ought to be. 
He's incomparable in His character. He says in verse number 9, I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. He's incomparable in His character, in His carry. He said, I have made and I will bear, even I will carry and will deliver you. And He is incomparable in His counsel. Isaiah 46.10, My counsel shall stand. And I will do all my pleasure. Proverbs 19.21, There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. Now listen, I understand there are times in my life when, when sometimes I just, I know what the Bible says, but at that moment in my flesh, I'm not happy about what the Bible says. You ever been there? Somebody sends you a nasty email? What's the first thing you want to do? Send a nasty one back, right? Okay, so I know what the Bible says, but sometimes in my flesh, I don't like what the Bible says. But you know what? The Bible's always right, and I better listen to it. We may not like it at the moment. By the way, if we don't like it, it's probably because we're in the flesh at the moment. God's counsel is incomparable. By the way, not my mom and dad's counsel. God's counsel. Not my best friend's counsel. God's counsel. Not, not my pastor's counsel, although I hope it's, it's good, but God's counsel is incomparable. What are we worshiping tonight? A burden to bear? Little g-gods? Or are we worshiping, are we devoted to the burden bearer? He said, I'll carry you. Because, hey, I can. They can't, I can't. And I pray tonight we're worshiping the burden bearer and not all the little burdens that we have to bear ourselves. Father, thank you for the time tonight. Help us to be people who worship you, who worship the fact that you are incomparable. You are God. There's none like you. You're incomparable in your character. You're incomparable in how you carry us through situations and trials and troubles and how you deliver and how you provide. Father, you're incomparable in your counsel. Father, if we'll listen to it, we'll be successful spiritually. Joshua 1.8 tells us that. And Father, if we know it, if we have a head knowledge of that truth tonight, and I believe everybody in here tonight has a head knowledge of that, we know that your counsel will last forever. Then, Father, tonight I pray that you'd help us to listen to it. Not sometime, not part of the time, but every single time. Because your counsel will last forever. Thank you, Lord, for the good night. Thank you for the kids that were here tonight. Lord, give us safety as we go to our homes tonight. Give us safety on the van. And, Lord, we'll praise you and thank you for it. Bring us back together on Sunday, Lord, in Christ's name we do pray. Amen. It is about 2.30.